Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. No hype, no BS, no censorship. Just real-life online marketing tactics. And now your hosts, Gail Breton and Mark Webster. Hey everyone, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. This is a really compressed version of the podcast. It's going to be a 10-minute episode. I got tired of asking Mark how it's going, so we decided to just fight each other on debates on the podcast. We're going to have one a day, and if you like this, this format, you can go on YouTube and drop us a comment below so that we know if you like this format. If not, we'll go back to the old one, so it's up to you. And also, you can subscribe, obviously, and you can subscribe on the audio platforms. And today, we are going to be talking about branding for your authority site. Is it worth it? How should you do it? Etc. In my opinion, I mean, Mark knows it. I like designing brands, etc. I really, I enjoy it actually. Worked a lot on the latest uh, Toy Hacker branding. Actually, if you haven't seen it yet, go check toyhacker.com. But I think there's a lot of like, um, kind of like small effects. It's kind of like one percent effects on pretty much every activity you do if you brand your website. And I'll give you some examples, right? So. If you're ranking for info queries, for example, let's say, I don't know, on Atari Hacker, we're ranking, let's say, for like fastest WordPress team. If the page looks really cool and branded, etc., the chances of someone quoting our article in their article and linking back to it is higher. Now, for one article, it doesn't make much of a difference. But when you have a site with a thousand articles or something like that, there is real passive link building happening. And the better your site looks and the more professional it looks, the more likely people are to quote you and actually your number of links and your authority is going to increase over time as just a passive effect of your branding. So that's the first reason I like branding. The second one is that it will improve conversions as well. If people feel that you're a professional site, that you're doing things properly, that you're not on the default WordPress team when you're recommending your products to an affiliate link, for example, people are much more likely to take it seriously. And even if maybe the number of clicks on the buttons is the same, what might happen is your conversion rate might go higher. And uh, we've seen that on some sites, it works really well. People just, it's kind of like people trust the form more than what you write sometimes. You could take trash content and actually put it really well formatted, really well branded, and I'm pretty sure people would share it. Uh, we have established in our headline article that people share 60% of social shares are based only on the headline and people don't read the articles. So I think that is a good argument for that. And then people check the headline and look at the whole website. If it looks good, they're more likely to share it, etc., and link to it. And if not, then no. And regardless of what you wrote and how well-researched your content is. I think it also helps your active link building. You are out outreaching to websites so that they link to your website. To your website. And again, these people don't spend hours reading every single word on your post. That's what you think they're doing, but they're not doing that. They're just opening it quickly, skimming through the main headlines, the H2s maybe, reading the headline, looking at how it looks, maybe if you have some cool images and stuff like that, which is part of branding, and they decide to link to you or not. And then the branding is a huge part of that, and they will decide to link to you based on how your site looks. Random point just to add, yeah. it's also why it's a really good idea to turn off any display ads you have on a page yeah. you're actively doing link building for while that average campaign is going on. Yeah, I agree. We do that. Uh, we have a no ads tag actually for that, and we also cut pop-ups. And I think the last thing it does, for me at least, is it boosts my ego, and it makes me want to do better for that site. If I actually open the pages, and it looks cool, and it's a cool site, it makes me want, like, I don't want to post trash content on that site. I've spent so much, like, it looks really cool. I spent so much on the branding, and I know I know it's great, and I, I'm, I'm proud of it. And it's going to make me want to do a better job than if I have a trash site that is built on default generate press. And so the, it, it actually manages myself, and builds my, my motivation, which is a huge thing in site building, like the inner game of that, basically. So that is basically why I like branding. Now I'm going to give you some quick tips on how you can do that. It's very simple. 
If you want to do basic branding, and we teach that in TAS, is you need brand colors first. We recommend a tool called coolos.co that allows you to build a color palette really, really easily. It's really cool. One of my favorite tools. Uh, go and check it out. It's free. All the tools That's are free pretty much. C-O-O-L-O-R-S dot C-O for anyone yep. who doesn't understand Gil's accent. <laughs> That's most people. Then uh, for the f you need fonts and then you need to pick a font pairing usually. So you can either use all the same font, which is what we do on the Toy Hacker. We use a font called Proxima Nova. Or you can actually pick a pair of fonts, so a different font for the headings and for the body of text. There is a site that does the same, allows you to put a font pair together called Font joy.com, F-O-N-T-J-O-Y.com. And then you need a logo that uses your fonts and your colors. And then these days we tend to use Canva. They have a cool logo generator in there. And actually, if you use the premium version at 95 I think if you pay monthly, you can pick from 60 million uh, stock graphics that you can use for your logo as well. I did some tests. I created some logos this week. It was really good. And actually, Canva is also really good for branding. They allow you to import your font colors, your font, uh, your, your brand colors, sorry, and your brand fonts, and they just use it in every image you create. And the last thing I like to do is have the same image treatment for a, for a brand. So maybe have a saturation setting, maybe like reduce saturation or reduce contrast. Maybe it's like half black and white, the colors are muted, etc. Kind of like what Instagrammers do with their images. Something like that, that will allow you to put that on all your imagery and actually create a style and a mood to your website so that when a, an image is shared on social, etc., people will recognize it. So that's basically... It's a, it's a real subtle effect, but it's like a, it's very, it makes all your images seem very consistent when you do that. Yeah, and like your your featured images for posts and post grids, etc. Like your social posts, they all look the same, and people recognize it without even reading the text. You don't have to put text on your images, for example, and they know it's you. So it's really powerful, and that's basically how you create basic branding. Go ahead. But can we not just outsource this all to a designer? Well. If you want me to tell the story of what happened to a Tory hacker, for example, that we just reported, <laughs> we did outsource it to a designer. Sure, but uh, you know, designers can't all be terrible. No, 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 no. I, I think maybe the common denominator was us rather than the, the design. Every designer we used was bad. I think you can outsource it, but I think it's not worth the price initially. Like uh, branding is quite expensive if you hire good designers. Like you know, it's going to cost you a few thousand dollars at least. And I think if you're starting a site, I'd rather put this money towards content. And I think the tools are shared that are all free, etc. Do a good enough job at this branding. So it's kind of the 80-20 of branding. And you can at least get a first version of your branding, then get some traction, then can refine your branding. And you're going to save a lot of money that you can put somewhere else. So I believe you can outsource it, but also it's pretty fast and easy once you get the mood of branding. It's basically a day. Like I think in a day you can do something decent. I mean, you mentioned that's the that's the 80-20. Like I am completely inept okay. at, at, at design. <laughs> I don't think I could do that in a, a day. I think it would take me a lot longer. And I still don't think it would be very good even with those tools. So like, is it still worth, like, do you think I should do that if I'm starting? I think we should try. I think we should try. Maybe um, maybe when we uh, do a, a site, I'm going to make you do the branding, actually. I'm not going to do oh, it this God. time. I'll give you the tools and then I'll be like, go ahead, show me what you have tonight or something. But I, I believe that um, you can do good enough because these things, for example, coolers, right? What they do is they, you pick, basically what it does, it shows you like five colors, I think, initially. And you just press your space bar, it just changes the colors, right? And when you find a color you like, you can press a lock and it locks it. And what it does, it looks for complementary colors using chromatic circle rules, etc. Based on that, and so it's 
You can make bad, cho bad choices by helping prevent bad choices. Same with the font pair stuff. They will give you font pairs that go together. So they give you a serif and sans serif, etc. And a lot of like designer rules will be baked in all these tools. And so even if you're pretty terrible, you will, I'm not saying you can't do a bad job. I'm sure someone's going to send you a terrible job. But they also, for example, have pre-made color palettes that you can literally just take, like you can just take them and use them, for example. So yes. But at the same time, if you take from the pre-made color palettes, it's as if you had a designer send you a bunch of color palettes and you just pick from there, which is exactly what you would pay for. Here's another question then. At what point is it worth doing all this branding work? Like, Wouldn't it make more sense to actually start deploying content on a new site so it start, the site, site is up and it starts aging? Can we not just use the basic WordPress theme and a text logo for that? So I like the idea of like attributing a day to branding because that's because of all the passive effects. Like as I said, like the the passive link. But can that day not just be a little bit later, like after two months? I mean, if you do just the content and you're not promoting your site and you're not getting any traffic, sure, you can do it at any point. Basically, if people are not visiting your site, it doesn't matter. But from the moment people start visiting your site, you essentially get these like 0.1% improvements from good branding. So you're you're losing that initial uh, traction. Every day you don't have okay branding applied to your website. So I like the idea of being like, you know what? Whatever I get at the end of this day, this is my branding until this site makes five figures a month or something, you know? Like maybe, and then you, you can revise it, you know? Last question. So I don't really have much of an eye for design, but I, I know quite a bit of website, about websites. So I, I can sometimes give feedback on a design, whether it looks good or not. If someone's starting a site for the first time and they don't have any online marketer for designer friends, like how do they know that using all these free tools, the design they've made is any good? They just ask their mom or like, is there a process for that? Go on the Facebook group and post it there and ask people. Like uh, for designers, like you can go, don't go to a marketer group because they will all copy your site. <laughs> go, to a, go to a designer group on Facebook and post your site and ask for feedback. And I think you get good feedback from there. I always feel though sometimes with designers, especially like you ask seven different people what they think. Of, oh, they all of have it, a different opinion. You yeah. get seven different, seven different opinions. Like how yep. do you know if it's good or not? Well, beauty in the, is in the higher of the beholder, right? So it's kind of like, it's like there, there is a degree of, um, there's a degree of personal interpretation on what you like and what you don't like. I personally like looking at the biggest competitors in my niche and assume that they have tried more things than I have and uh, try to take the main lessons they have from their web design. Things like font size, for example, is quite important. They might have tested that and they might have font. Like for all the people, if the audience is all the people, you need bigger fonts, for example, <laughs> stuff like that. So there's like there's these kind of like lessons that I like to take from my competitors. And I think it's if you take a mix of your competitors plus you apply branding from these sites and kind of like ref like usually they have all design and refresh it. I think you can do and then you get feedback for free on Facebook groups from designers and kind of like mix all of that together. You can do an okay job. Obviously, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? The first version of your design, as I said, like it's just something I'm, I, I want to be happy with that in a day. And then when the site makes good money, then we can talk about proper rebranding, etc. Um, so don't expect it to be perfect. It's your perfectionism that's talking right now. I'm much better at this at just shipping whatever I have and just making it happen. And uh, and I think that's why it's working. So that's basically it. But like I think it's still worth spending a day on it. I don't think you should spend more. I think you should spend a day on it. Use these tools and then put a like better branding than no branding together. You know, and and using comics and MS as your main font. So that's basically it for this podcast, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you can subscribe 
subscribe on YouTube, you can give us a thumb up, and you can drop us a comment to tell us if you enjoyed this format. Otherwise, we can go back to the old format if the audience prefers that one. We are on the audio platforms as well, and we'll see you tomorrow for another episode. Have a good day. Bye.